I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, still went all right, 40-odd points, but I think he's halfback only from memory, so he's going to be a tough one. Not the most ideal cheapy at that rate. Well, front row only, mate. Are you talking about? Uh, I... I thought he was halfback only. You're an idiot. The front row. <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> Who am I thinking of? Are you talking You're about Connor Tracy? <laughs> yes, that's the one. <laughs> mate, who are you? And Connor Tracy uh, only had just... 15 points, so, mate, get off the beers. This is what I get for getting the Brazilian to write my run sheet for me. Right, there's no way I'm editing this out either. <laughs> <laughs> Another episode of the SC Report. When in here, joined by JT and Lakey. JT, how was round one for you? Uh, pretty disgraceful, mate. And that's just from an NRL perspective. Won't talk about my super coach team, but uh, rough start to the Cowboys season. I didn't in, quite enjoy sitting there watching it with our good friend Darren Shock here. But anyway, I was just happy that he's happy. NRL's back for the time being. We made it through the chaos and we're here again. We did, Lakey. How about you? Your uh, your knights uh, performed pretty well on the uh, in round one. Yeah, mate. It was good to watch, wasn't it, boys? We're all there at the <laughs> newie having a few yeah. beverages. Yeah, it was all right. Yeah, it was all right. It's all right. It's a, hey, mate. We won one twenty nil, and we're sitting on top of the ladder. I'm not going to complain about that. Excellent. What about your super coach side? How did that go? Um, I think you you performed quite well, or well, a lot better than uh, JT and I, anyway. Well, relatively well. I jagged the Ponga captain, as I said I was going to in my um, article. He got an 81, so that really set me up well for the weekend. I finished with 11.20. JT, what about you? The less said, the better, mate, but uh, we're here for round two. I think I ended up top 20%, which is pretty good. Sounds pretty good to me, right? Well, I yeah, I, I, that one, yeah. yeah, it's all right. It's, well, it's better than me, mate. I um. I can't even find my score in my ranking. It's that it's that bad. So um, moving, keep scrolling, keep scrolling. Moving moving right along to round two, I think. Uh, but yeah, we're all self isolating tonight. Uh, not in the same room, uh, all over the place. A bit uh, scary times going on, but uh, nonetheless, Supercoach continues. So um, let's just focus on that for uh, for tonight's podcast, boys, and and move into Teamless Tuesday. JT, do you want to maybe just talk straight away about the Bulldogs versus the uh, your boys, the Cowboys? There's not too much doing from a super coach perspective there. No, completely unsurprising for a Paul Green coached side. We get towed up and then pretty much named the exact same side. But uh, only thing for the Cowboys this week is that Josh McGuire returns from a suspension slash uh, little niggling injury. So. He pushes Johnny Asiata to the bench. Nothing much else there. Val Holmes was in doubt a little bit with a calf injury, but looks to have overcome that. 
Uh, but yeah, business as usual. We're lining up against Joe's dogs. Um, really not a lot doing there either for the doggies. So, uh, Carrot Holland bumped off the bench there and replaced by old mate uh, Jake Avarillo. So, early season cheapy, um, but named at number 17, so really not a lot to like there. Hopefully just bumps that price down even more uh, for later in the year. But, yeah, outside of that, I'm sure everyone's been looking. uh, I I thought he played a game last year, so he's slightly above, but I could be wrong there. Um, 171, 900. I don't think he can go any lower than that, JT. Uh, Can he, though? That would be nice. Some negative points against my Cowboys. But now this is the match we've all been looking forward to. Uh, it's a shame that no one will be able to see it. But yeah, <laughs> mark it down. This is where you were when the round two Cowboys-Bulldogs game was played behind closed doors. Outside of that, nothing much for a super coach perspective there. Lolo played fairly big minutes last week. Um, based on that bench rotation, you'd like to think that'll continue. But uh, yeah. Michael Morgan towers up the Bulldogs every time, so sticking with my boy. Um, and I don't think anyone really has a Bulldog, do they? Uh, no, well, I've got the cheapie we spoke about here. was um, non-playing reserve that I picked in round one, uh, so I'm quite happy that he's been selected. But in saying that, uh, a nightmare from now on, but uh, I don't have anyone else. What about yourself, Lakey? No, I've got no one from the team. Um, I know a few had jumped on Stimson when he got the call up after the CHN news, but... Um... He has a very poor showing in round one and many are looking to jump right off again. So, uh, Justin, just um, before we move on to the next game, Cohen Hess played full 80 minutes uh, for just 38 points. Is that what you were expecting or uh, was he a bit disappointing? He looked very lethargic. Everyone had their hopes up for him after a big, um, not Auckland, but Perth Nines, where he looked fit, he looked young again. Uh, And then he just turned into the same old Cohen Hess from the last probably season and a half. So played big minutes because of Juzzy O'Neill's concussion. Um, That move Mitch done on the bench there into the centre. So it's a bit still up in the air, as Wilfred put it in his minutes article this week, just as to what the rotation's going to look like. But unfortunately for the Cowboys, both him and Gavin Cooper just looked completely off the pace. So, yeah, Cohen Hess owners will be a little worried, I'd imagine. Dragons-Panthers on the Friday night 6pm game. Uh, big news from the Dragons is Zach Lomax has been shifted to the wing uh, with uh, uh, we've got Mac Dufty coming in back into the side. But uh, Ravalawa out, and that could only be for one week. People are freaking out a little bit, but it's probably worthwhile just holding, holding strong for the moment just to see if Lomax does get shifted back there. Looked okay last weekend. Uh, Lakey, what about yourself? Are you, um, I think you're a Lomax, so are you concerned at all? A little. Um, I've got him and Willie Army, and I mean, with Lafay and Pereira in the side, it's a bit concerning if, um, you know, they do bring back the, the, the players and, you know, one of those cheapies goes for us because they were one of the only two that we really had to start the year. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. He should still be kicking, and he's shown a bit better poise out wide until he gets subbed off in Magic Round. But um, other than that, he's... You know, <laughs> it is a bit... It's a bit Magic a Round. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no more talking about that, please. Thank you. <laughs> Made um, me feel a lot better after owning Guffo. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, it was rough oh that was the best. Was. That was the best. That was um, the best. Langy, you're a Fui, fui Mayono owner are you not no mate no 
No, I'm not. I um I picked the Bulldogs cheap instead. Yeah, there you go. Okay. So he comes into the starting side, hey, uh, yeah. as a replacement for Tarek Sims. Shapes is just being a, a one week thing. You'd you'd expect. Yeah, I'd say so. Tarek Tarek got the um suspension as he's prone to do. Um, but it's only one week, so he should be straight back in for eighty minutes. And then Josh Kerr was late inclusion last week. He's held his place in the seventeen as well. So. Price around 220k. He's going to be someone that's going to be pretty interesting next week, JT. Yeah, I mean, I was looking at him all off-season as well because he seemed to have a pretty decent super coach game. Then he picked up that injury and no one thought he'd make the side, but he did. So if you held the faith, uh, you've been rewarded there. But uh, the break even's probably not going to be too crazy next week if he bangs out another 40 or 50. So, um, yeah, I don't think you have to sell the house to get him in, but it's a bit of a shame we missed out on that one. Uh, speak for yourself. I ran the gauntlet and he got the call up. Um, what I did like though is he came straight back from injury and played 39 minutes. So it mm. really shows what the coach thinks of him. And, you know, Mary's here and there, but he's obviously wants to get Kerr involved. So it bodes well going forward, I think. Absolutely. And for the Panthers, plenty to like here for Super Coach Boys. They've uh, they're stuck with the, the same side, uh, basically, although Kakao. Uh, who was a late rotation out last week with James Fisher-Harris starting instead. He comes into the starting side, played 40 minutes, and uh, if it wasn't for the try, he was set for a pretty poor score. Uh, just the 19 points, but did suffer a bit of a shoulder injury there as well. So he replaces Lee Martin, who drops, drops to the bench. All the talk uh, that we've been, just have a look at the most traded in players uh, this week at the moment with uh, 13.7% of trades. Uh, Isaiah Yao. Um, I think we, well, when I say we, myself, said irrelevant last week, uh, he showed, <laughs> showed me up with 95 points in 80 minutes, uh, 57 coming from base, did have number 13 on his back, but played 80 minutes on the edge and a little bit of uh, a little bit of lock forward as well. Uh, either of you guys looking to trade him in or, or waiting? You got to stick with the faith. Like you called him irrelevant. Well, all of last year, when I was doing my little Monday wrap, article this week he hit 11 tackle busts in the entirety of 2019 he hit seven of them in round one two line breaks he'd hit one last year doubled his line break tally that is a game surely an Isaiah Yo is not going to pull out of his ass again so bucked completely every single trend he had going for him for the last three or four seasons all in one game so I know podcast regular Benny G had him and was absolutely crowing Saturday regular, night. Regular. But... The bloke's been on about three times and you're throwing out the regular tag. <laughs> That's one more than you. For 2020. For 2020. And he's doing quite well for himself just quietly. But, um, yeah, Isaiah, yo, he's at 400K, dual second row, center wing. So he's got a bit to like about him. But How's he, again, how's he, um, how's he handling the, the wedding situation at the moment? That might be getting postponed probably, huh? Hey? Well, I don't know. We're all we're all going to Milani in three weeks, supposedly for the wedding, and then he was originally off to Italy. I don't know how their Supercoach game is, but I think they're all uh, locked down at the moment. So he might be having his uh, yeah, <laughs> he might be having his honeymoon watching uh, the boys with us at the uh, Hamo Hotel or wherever we were, Newmarket Hotel. Oh, I think we might be having yeah. another Bucks party before he gets married. I think. <laughs> Keep that on the down low. But, yeah, as I said, so Isaiah Yo, uh, he's a trickily priced one and he had the game of his career basically uh, last week. So uh, you've got to hold firm to what you came into the season with. Uh, Can he pull that out again? Time will tell. Um, But 
there's a lot of science going on there. It's all right, mate. You don't need to break your team. Uh, I'm with you on not bringing in Yo. Uh, as much as I would love those points, it's just chasing them at this stage. Yeah, agree. You've also got Kurt Capewell coming back next week, right? I think he's due back in round three. Mm. So how does he fit into the side of Yukikau? You think would uh, hold his spot there on the edge? So uh, you know they've they've brought Capewell in from the Sharks. He he should definitely come into the side. How does he fit into the rotation, Lakey? Uh, it's hard to say whether they keep the same team that, that beat the reigning premiers and just run with it. But um, I could see JFH pushing into uh, number 10, putting Tedavano on the bench and um, Capewell playing in that 13 position a bit um, or even Yo going back there and him going out to the edge. But... Um, I think for the first instance, coming back from injury and whatnot, they just slot him into the bench and and bring him back gradually. Um, yeah, probably, so past it. Sorry, I was going to say probably for Billy Burns at, at looking at that bench as it stands. Yeah, sorry about cutting you off there. I was just going to say that uh, that you know has had a, averages of fifty one, fifty four, fifty seven, and forty four in the past four seasons. So uh, I think it's worthwhile keeping that in mind. Plus the fantastic stats that JT. Had raised as well. Let's move on to Apicide Coruscant. Huge game uh, for Penrith. Played the full 80 minutes. A ton of ta- uh, base stats, 69 to hit 97 points. So was he uh, was he one of your stars of the weekend, JT, in your weekly wrap-up article? So I've just been invaded by a Brazilian in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> I place, completely man, missed that. They're it's a shame, this isn't, it's a shame this isn't videoed. oh we won't get that into that um what did you even ask me mate sorry in between pouring a scotch getting invaded (laughs) was it something about happy chorus i'm still waiting for twerking the professionalism Uh (laughs) uh-huh okay (laughs) sorry was that was was the coruscant um a hot brazilian no sorry was he um one of uh your uh, your better performance of the week in your article, JT, that you very kindly write on a on a Monday. Yep, he was number one, as is my lovely Brazilian invader. She's the number one. But yeah, Api absolutely killed it. Um, all in base too, about 60, Nine. 65 points. <laughs> Gets better. Are talking about uh, Brazilians? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so moving on. Uh, yeah, 69 points apparently, all in base. Um, but if he, he just looks an 80-minute player. 56 tackles or so, zero misses. That is insane for a guy of his size. Um, so I think something like 62% of super coaches didn't start with him. Mm, so that's that number is, yeah, I don't know what they were doing, but yeah, it's time to get rid of the Damien Cooks and bring in the uh, half-priced Api Coruscant. Speaking about Cook, let's get on to the Broncos first, the Rabbitohs, the news for the Broncos. Uh, Pangai just keeps finding a way to get suspended. He'll miss the next month, and he's been replaced by Jamil Hopawati, who comes into the starting side because Alex Glenn remains on the sideline, injured with a hamstring injury. Uh, Ethan Bullmore, never heard of him before, but he comes into the 17 for his debut. And that's about it. There's some whispers around Corey Oates suffering with a little bit of gastro, but he's been named. But for the Broncos, that's the... Uh, the big news floating around at the moment. Uh, JT, just because you like the Broncos so much, I'm going to start with you. Um, hmm. Lots of super coach relevant players. Uh, who really caught your eye last weekend? 
Oh, I guess a pain Haas was a little quiet. So normally, even though he banged out, you know, a 75 or so, he just did his job there for 80 minutes, which is still incredible. But I guess Jesse Arthur's probably the main one there that sort of surprised in a way. Um, so you look at a guy like Katoni Staggs who plays um, centre there. And as you pointed out in your team list uh, Tuesday article, he hit about 18 points in base, Staggs that is compared to Arthurs who hit 30 plus. So Arthurs was really looking for work there. Had a nice little hand in a um, Broncos try in the second half there. I think they're last. So he really shone to me. He's won his spot there on merit. Um, so if he started with Arthurs, he was a little higher priced than some of the other bargain basement sort of center wings. Not that there's too many of them, but uh, he really caught my eye. A uh, little tough to bring him in now. It's more of a wait and see just how he goes this week. But yeah, all the signs were good for me there. Yeah, well, he had 32 in base, I think, which is fantastic. And that try that he did set up, Osako, was fantastic. That's pretty similar to what Staggs was doing last year. So positive times there. Uh, I thought Thomas Flegler was pretty good, Lakey. Uh, he's kind of gone under the radar a little bit with Dave Fafita, Pat Carrigan, and a few other players getting all the hype. 57 minutes for 52 points for a player under 300K. Is he someone that you're looking at at the moment at all? Uh, I wouldn't say I'm looking at it because I basically I'm I'm happy with the team I'm running with, but he is uh, a great option if you're looking for a bit of a cheaper front rower. As you said, played solid minutes and they look to only be um, more solid now following the suspension to TPJ. Um, he he should have just locked up that eight spot for the next four weeks. And um, he'll just be making cash hand over fist if he's playing that same sort of role. He's, you know, one of the Broncos' young guns. So if you're looking for a replacement, possibly for a sewer or something like that, uh, Flegler's not the worst option in the world. No, I was just about to say, it's a pretty big positive that he's dual positioned as well. So um, that does help for people that might be looking to downgrade a a sewer or or someone to see how they go this weekend in round two. Let's move along to the Rabbitohs. No changes for the Bunnies. Um, the only real surprising thing maybe here was Damien Cook and how he performed, but I guess we did call that out last week. Uh, that four packs changed a little bit, so it was always going to be uh, a little bit unknown to see how we'd cope, but I guess the big, um, well, the expected performance we probably thought was coming in it did was Latrell Mitchell, um, 56 minutes. Definitely looks like he's going to need a little bit of time to get in shape and uh, get into the Rabbitohs mould to play full 80 minutes at fullback. JT, uh, anything there that caught your eye, mate? Uh, no, I mean, as you said, like there were so many question marks about Latrell going into that year that surely you just had to stay away, but 15% of super coaches didn't, so uh, they bit the bullet there. But I think the real surprise, well, not, maybe not real surprise, but disappointment for many super coaches was Jaden Sewer. Um, so he had a very quiet game, as he's known to do in NRL. So uh, a lot had banked on him being that sort of 300k second rower they could stick in early because he had that starting spot. Um, but there's a lot of uh, big minute forwards seemingly around him. So he did not get through a hell of a lot of work. So uh, no one really caught my eye on that rabbit spot, but I'm sort of glad I didn't go with the likes of Cook, Sewer, Murray, Knight, even I'll let you guys speak to him because you own him. Uh, and Latrell, Braden Burns, they all had a quiet game, so it's a bit of a worry about the bounce back factor. But at least for now, sort of happy with where I went. Yes, Sewer, you're right, bang on there 38 base points, 38 points in 70 minutes. It's kind of pretty much exactly what 
he was going to do. So um, he's probably a 40 to 45 average player. doesn't get through a lot of work. So unless he's getting those tacking stats, that's where he's going to hit. Lakey, uh, move on to you, a night owner like myself. Um, I wasn't too disappointed, mate. I was pretty much bang on what I was expecting. Yeah, man, I was expecting to be a 55-60 type player, um, and that's exactly what he got, 56. So very happy with that for the round one. Um, you only think his fitness is going to go up. He's going to get more involvement, um, possibly take a few more minutes here and there, um, hopefully limit his errors as the year goes on. But, yeah, I'm very happy with him as a second front row. Yeah, can't, can't complain there. 48 base points, 47 minutes for total points, 56 um, so hopefully that just continues on. If he keeps knocking those out, he's going to be uh, gaining us a lot of cash in the uh, the coming weeks. Anyone else from the Rabbitohs boys that you want to talk before we move on to the next game? No. no just no. quickly on Damian Cook last year playing the Broncos, 109 and 106 in his two matchups with him. So Ooh. one to watch for this weekend. Can smell a cut, captain's article coming up, mate. Yeah, there might be whip over around. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's let's move on to one of the most talked about sides at the moment, the Warriors, who look like they're stuck in Australia um, for at least the short term. Uh, a few of their players have left uh, to head back home for family reasons and Patrick Herbin and Peter Hiku, so they won't be available for selection for a little bit. As we know, uh, New Zealand has a 14-day uh, self-isolation ban similar to Australia, but I think they have more strict or stricter lock-in rules there as well um, so that's going to impact players going there and then the Warriors going home that would almost rule them out for at least two rounds so the Warriors take on the Raiders not at home this week they're playing on the Gold Coast uh, lots of New Zealanders on the Gold Coast so they should get well I was going to say they should get a few fans along but uh, <laughs> no one's allowed to attend the games this weekend so <laughs> so moving right along there uh, is there anything from their side the only one that I did want to talk about is Elisa Katoa uh, moved into the starting pack this week. Anyone else before we move on to him from your perspective, JT? Uh, no, not really. Interesting that he bumped Papali to the bench, though. Um, it shows a lot of faith in him there. Um, I'm a Torhu Harris owner, one of 1%, I think, and I wasn't completely unhappy with what he did over the weekend. Um, obviously, super pod territory at that, but, uh, yeah, he was making his tackles. It was an absolute plotter of a game, so did his job there on the sort of comeback trail from injury. So I was happy there. But if you're an RTS pod owner, um, yeah, alarm bells ringing for me. Uh, he cannot carry the side again, given the circumstances. So if you owned him, despite the fact they might be staying in the country, you'd almost jump ship straight away, wouldn't you? I think you have to wait a week, but um, it's certainly a risk to be picking up or sticking with some of these Warriors now. Um, who knows what's going to happen uh, in round three. Lakey? Uh, let's maybe talk about uh, RTS first, then move on to uh, Katoa, who shapes as uh, perhaps a, a pretty good cheapie uh, for us this year. Uh, RTS, if you're an owner, would you move on or do you just, uh, you know, it's round one, we just don't jump, uh, react to it. Uh, do you just hold for another week at least? I would. Um, you know what he can do. He obviously had a down game, but he came into the season with a foot injury. There was He was touch and go for round one. So if you selected him, you knew that um, and you knew it, it may be a slow start. It, the game was played in atrocious conditions, um, just super wet and um, it's not conducive to what he can do there. 
hopefully on this weekend at the coast, it's a little bit drier track, um, but still he's got another brutal game. What has he got? Manly? No, we've got the Raiders, um, who are another tough one. But, you know, he did put up some decent numbers on them last year again. Um, so you just know, like he had 94 in the, when he played them last. So he can put out a big score. I just watch for another week. Okay, and what about Katoa? So if he performs again this week, he got he produced fifty one points in fifty one minutes last week. Should get similar minutes Huge. in Huge. round two. Um, is he someone that you'll be looking to bring into your side, or just with the risk that's hovering around the Warriors? And we'll get on a little bit later about how um, the lads of the Daily Telegraph are planning to potentially work through that mess. Um, is he someone that you you'd be looking to bring in, or just the risk is too much? Uh, the only reason I didn't go with him because it was so unsure what was happening with the Warriors and and part of that was this travel bans and whatnot. Part of it also was um, Parsi and Curran coming back into the team. So I've been happy to go without and just watch, but, mate, he, he took a little while to get on, but once he did, he didn't leave the field again. 51 points, 51 minutes. He was just a beast out there. Um, and he went close to the line a couple of times. I know you got a bit excited there. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to keep a close eye on him. I've got Zane Musgrove up in my front row um, bench with um, Josh Kerr in second row. So I can probably do a bit of a switcheroo there um, if need be, and it's something I'm looking at. But I just want to see how uh, – I just want some more information on what the Warriors are going to be doing post-round two. Yeah, okay. Okay, let's move on to the Raiders. So no real changes here. The There's positional change, although they – they did uh, start in these positions and play majority of the game last week in these positions. So Tuffany starts on the edge and Horsburgh uh, to lock. Um, both of those are pretty super coach friendly shifts, you would think. Horsburgh was pretty impressive last Friday night. JT, I was watching it with you. 60 points, 63 minutes. Um, you know, that's, uh, that's pretty impressive. Uh, although we do see Ryan Sutton and uh, a few of the other boys are starting to come back into the side. If you don't own him, and I'm not sure if you do, is he someone you're looking to bring in next week? No, I'm a horse owner, so I was very happy with how he went on uh, that Friday night. So, um, yeah, interesting that they named him in those positions, but then the horse played pretty much like a prop through the middle there, um, did a fair bit of work, and that's what he's known for. So that's why I brought him in at 375k, even if he's only pushing out sort of the 50-minute games, um, given his points per minute, that's more than enough for me for a nice little cash rise. Uh, Ricky Stewart seems to love him. Uh, he was an inch away from if George Williams just gave him the effing ball uh, close to the line, he would have had a meat pie to his name. But mm. uh, 60 points from 60-odd minutes is pretty handy to me. Um, again, it's not a huge score, so I don't want to be breaking my side or about uh, to bring him in if I didn't own him. But, yeah, I can sit back and be pleasantly surprised. I'm more... Keen to hear from you as a jilted Tuffanay owner. Um, you were sat there at the pig and whistle just frothing every time he got the ball, um, expecting him to do something. But did he really go that well? No, I was a little bit surprised in his score, to be honest. It, it did seem like he was involved in a lot. and he. Um, but on the positive side for owners, he did look quite dangerous. I think there's plenty of attacking stats in him, particularly if he stays on that edge. Um, one player in particular that I wasn't very satisfied with and be looking to maybe move out of my side was old Simo Star. Lakey, are mm. you are you an owner? No, mate. I found an extra 10K and upped him to Kotrick about 15 minutes before the game kicked off <laughs> and I couldn't be happier. 
<laughs> yeah, Simo was so he shifted to fullback because C and K mm. went off with the HIA. Thought, you know, this is great. Plenty of attack, base coming up here. Hopefully, maybe a try. Did absolutely nothing. So, one more score like that, and I think the Warriors are going to be a bit all over the place this weekend. So, there's a chance that um, that he could. But yeah, he's definitely on um, on the selling line for me at the moment. Uh, two other names there worth speaking about: Leahy, George Williams. He was very popular in the preseason. Got a cooled off a little bit before round one, but he performed very well last week. He wasn't real popular with you blokes, I seem to remember. No, I couldn't afford him. No. JT, you're going to miss that boat as well? Mm. Yep, boat sale. Yeah, no, so I'm a happy owner. Um, didn't overplay his hand, played very well down that right-hand side. I'm just unfortunately, um, Senior Whiten on the other side seemed to, you know, he's like a black hole. Once the ball goes in, it doesn't come back out. And um, so he dominated during the first half over there. But Williams played his role and, and put up a nice 60 score. Happy with that. Yeah, not too bad. I think he uh, he looked pretty good, but yes, um, I don't think Ricky will be too happy with him not passing the ball a few times. There should have been definite tries that he just kind of butchered. So we'll see what happens. The other one... It was just a the... training run out there, guys. Playing it was. Gold Coast, it was a training no. run. So getting the combinations right. Nothing's really changed, has it? Although they did look a little bit better in the second half. Uh, Emre Guler is the other one to speak about. Uh, he scored a try, played attacking stats. I think he had around 90 points. Uh, JT, any interest at all? No, two attacking stats he won't get ever again because he's playing the Titans. Uh, we get one price rise, and it's not going to be a good one because obviously that score falls out of his rolling average straight away as soon as the price rise hits. Um, no, it's absolutely chasing points for a price rise. It's not going to really be that good. In the end, so no, no to Google. What about you, Lakey? Uh, played 45 minutes for 30-odd in base. I was going to say, you look at the minutes and it's fairly uh, enticing, 45. But Sutton's coming back. He's due back this week, but he's coming back through the Reggies, I believe, if they're being played at all. Um, and then um, Hudson Young is due back in a couple of weeks. So I can't see him keeping that up either. So yeah, that'll be one I miss. Let's move on to the Roosters versus the Sea Eagles. A Leichhardt Oval. So another game has been moved to an unusual location for these two sides due to the coronavirus. Uh, it's Saturday, 5.30pm. Uh, let's start with the Roosters. So Angus Crichton, uh, that was pretty interesting last week. They thought that uh, potentially he could have been one of the, well, the first uh, NRL player to be a positive case of coronavirus. Um, reported pneumonia and then not to be that bad at the end of the day. He's straight back into the side, so not really sure how fit he is. Um, that's really the only change. They've kept everything quite consistent. Uh, anything that jumps out from you, JT, about the Roosters? No, I mean, the board co- Boyd coordinate thing uh, is a little surprising, but no, not really. Um, I was a little confused. I thought that Josh Morris was meant to be there by round two. There was talks of that coming in round two, but then um, the Sharks just held off for another week to give their returning guys yeah, a bit more time. So that's gonna mm. that's supposed to happen after this weekend. All right. Uh, outside of that, no, nothing screams out to me. I know Sia Sua Takiaho um, got an attacking TK, stat. Just TK, yeah. just do <laughs> What about SST? Uh, he got a 60-odd, but it was helped along with an attacking stat. So uh, he was one to look at for me. But then I think Cole Flanagan took the goals, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Um, 
so basically, yeah, nothing overly exciting from him there. Um, no, Roosters outside of Teddy for mine are just a little quiet at the moment, and we'll get into bounce back Teddy at the end of the pod. But yeah, are you guys owners? Am I the only one? You're the only uh, one, mate. Hmm. Oh, well. Well, that's yeah, that's really it for me for Roosters. Nothing exciting. And the reason I am at the uh, well, the reason you are the only one is because I've gone with Tom Trevojevic, who disappointed mm. and he leads the way at fullback for the Sea Eagles. Um, they haven't made any changes at all, which is great news. Surprisingly, too, uh, he's just an absolute machine. But Jake Trevojevic played 80 minutes after being uh, in doubt and uh, thought to be completely ruled out for the first couple of weeks. So, Lakey, that's super impressive. That's incredible, isn't it? Like, as I said to you guys on the pod last week, I'm sure he came out uh, in the offseason and said he's going to miss at least one, probably two rounds to, yep. f- to front up and put in 80 minutes, um, 61 points. Uh, it's just it's an incredible effort. 47 tackles. The man's a machine. Mm, yeah, not if you watched his last season, though. This is all a worry. Like He did so much defensive work, and it almost burned him out. That's probably Last why he needed year. the shoulder surgery is tackling. Yeah, well, you're not wrong there, but Turbo or Jerbo is just so hard to trust based on that last year. So many of us would have been owners. Um, it was a nice game from him, but the reason we were all Turbo or Jerbo owners to begin with was because he threw the offloads, he linked with his brother, he did all of that stuff. Um, all he really did the other week was uh, tackle a lot, run a few times. It was a wet so, game, though. was uh, a wet game. But is it really something that we're all, uh, I'm not suggesting anyone is, but is this harking back to the gerbo of old? Oh, the, minute, the minutes are positive, but that's about it. Mm. Yeah, it's something I'm going to be keeping an eye on. If he was rushed back, then he's obviously, you could be uh, excused for thinking he's a bit underdone. And, you know, Tommy wasn't there all last year. That could explain a bit of the rain in of the offloads and whatever else. He's not throwing those same sort of speculators to Brendan Elliott. Um, but who's equally as good? Well, yeah, nothing against Brendan Elliott. I'm sitting here on the couch watching him play professional football, so um, I'm not one. As a fellow Ranger, I reckon he's absolutely Langy's or Wenon's favourite player. Uh, it's Brett Parker. <laughs> well, uh, same thing. Not, not the horse. <laughs> Isn't right. he a Ranger as well? Am I mistaken? They all are. All the good ones are. All right, moving along, <laughs> fellas. Uh, Sharks versus Storm. So I think the Sharks are actually hosting this game at Jubilee Stadium. So their home ground is under construction um, this year, so they won't be playing any any games there. So they will be taking them to all over the place and starting at Jubilee this weekend against the Storm. For the Sharks, there's no changes. Josh Dugan has been named uh, amongst the reserves. So that doesn't maybe speak that well of what's going to happen with William Kennedy, uh, although Bronson Sherry uh, is still out and hasn't been named in the squad. Um, so not too much there from a super coach perspective. Uh, Lakey, any what caught your interest from the the Sharks? Any players there that you're looking to possibly jump on at all? Uh, Sean Johnson was one I was huge on all off season, but um, found a little bit of extra money and went up to Cleary. But Jesus Christ, he had a good game, didn't he? That ball he threw to Katoa on the on the right edge was just magic. Um, 95 points. He was just a magician out there and so someone I've regretted not starting with, but again, I don't know. He's uh, He also features in my captain's article this week, boys, but uh, nice. as, an, as an avoid because he's playing mm. the Storms. So, yeah, other than that, no, I'm on Kennedy. I kind of hope he sticks around for a while. 
um, you know, with Josh Morris leaving, uh, Moylan's said to be another month out. So hopefully Kennedy can sort of get a few more games under the belt, a couple of price rises. Um, but Andrew Fafita, boys, he was one that everyone was sort of looking at. And um, I know JT said that his knee was looking right, according to the Sharks forums, but hugely disappointing. 31 points, 39 minutes. Yeah, terrible mail that. Don't know why anyone listens to me, but uh, apparently didn't have tra- yeah didn't have the strapping on in training. But then he comes out and the whole thing he looks mummified. So um, no, very scrappy game from him. Uh, if you paid the premium for him, you're a little disappointed there. Given that Ford pack as well, it's pretty thin. Uh, between he and Woodsy, I thought they had a lot of room to grow, but uh, yeah, not a lot going there for me. No, it wasn't too much there for myself as well. You've already spoken about Siona Katoa, who um, had a huge game, but. Um, you know, I, I don't think you're going to be bring, rushing to bring him in at all. Um, where is he sitting at the moment, JT, in terms of the traded-in players? So he's 1,354 trade-ins as of now. So that's 2.6% of the competition. He's very much like, a, if you think back to SJ's combo with David Fusatua, um, so the guy doesn't do a hell of a lot of work. He really just uh, falls over the line after SJ cuts out a few players and gives him an incredible pass. So... You know, you're going to get rocks and diamonds from him. This week was a diamond, but yeah, chasing points with a guy like Katoa is a bit risky. Yeah. I don't know about you guys, but 370k, he's not exactly a cheapie I'd be rushing to break my team for. No, we no. had a conversation at the Nui and sort of decided that he was more a draft option um, than a mm. classic option. If he was a little bit cheaper, you'd be absolutely gagging for him, but no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the other cheapie there, Toby Rudolph. Um, so he didn't perform as well as maybe what some people thought. 30 minutes, 29 points. I mean, he's still going to earn cash, but that's quite low, hey? Oh, he should have set those that try up at the end. Good Lord, that was the game. And he looked relatively dangerous playing out there. Um, you just needed a couple of attacking stats. But for me, no, like who knows where his spot in that side is going to be. So uh, still went all right, 40-odd points, but I think he's halfback only from memory, so he's going to be a tough one, not the most ideal cheapie at that rate. Well, front row only, you mean? Who are you talking uh, about? I, to... I thought he was halfback only. You're an idiot. Rudolph, the front row. <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> Who am I thinking of? Are you talking You're about Connor Tracy? <laughs> yes, that's the one. <laughs> Mate, who are you? And Connor Tracy uh, only had just, 15 points, so mate, get off the beers. This is what I get for getting the Brazilian to write my run sheet for me. Right, there's no way I'm editing, editing this out either. <laughs> well, Langy, you're below me, so what does that say? <laughs> well, at least I know my Rudolphs, my Rudolphs. <laughs> All right, you guys continue. I'm going to step out for a while. <laughs> I think that's probably All right. Good. Can we get Benny on the blog? <laughs> All right, let's move on to the, uh, uh, we're on the Storm now, and there's not really much happening there. I don't really have anything to say about the Storm. What about you, Lakey? Nah, Pappy had a bit of a quiet game, but he went pretty close on a couple of occasions, looked likely. Uh, looks know, dangerous. Yeah, looks so dangerous. dangerous every time he touches the ball. Uh, Cam Smith keeps doing what Cam Smith is doing. Um, Hughes looked like the option you wanted out of the half pairing. Um, mm. He should be the favoured go-to there. So, I mean... If you're a Munster owner, either you guys on board that train? Yeah, I'm on the Munster train, and um, I didn't like the look of it at all. Although, um, let, let's hope they play a game without any soap on the balls and see what happens there. <laughs> Very cool. 
Um, but yeah, and say so, like it's a decent matchup for them. The Sharks this year, I don't think are the toughest um, matchup. So maybe he bounces back. All right, should we move on to the Tigers first? Your boys, the Knights, Sunday, also at Leichhardt. So Leichhardt gets about four games a year, and now they're getting two in one round. So happy day there. Except take the games to the people, mate. Yeah, take the games to the people. They can't turn up, bad luck. Um, okay, so for the Tigers, so you got Paul Momborowski, who's been named on the bench, replacing Michael Cheekam. Uh, Luke Brooks is out for the next four weeks, but apart from that, there's no other changes. Um, the news of Brooks is... Uh, good news for Billy Walters owners. Um, he played the full eighty minutes on the weekend, but Moses and Bayer will return next week, so that should probably see Josh Reynolds shift um, to the bench, maybe with Mbai to start. But we don't really know what's going to happen there. Just we'll wait and see. But um, it'll be a difficult decision for the non-owners next week, I think, with Mbai coming back, and just to see how how that will shape up. JT, if you didn't own Walters, um, would he be someone that you'd be just looking? considering a must-have next week or, you know, there's plenty of risk. There's the grant potential transfer plus what's going to happen uh, when Mbai comes into the side. Yeah, is this the 400K front rower, second row jewel, Billy Walters? Yeah, that one. <laughs> uh, no, so I'm not a non-owner personally. So um, for me, the reason I don't have him in is just because I've already got Hooker and Halfback stacked. So I've got Braley and Coruscant Hooker and then Moses and Clear, I ran the gauntlet with both of them. Uh, so for me, it's just a matter of not being able to get him in. And uh, yeah, it's it's not too bad sitting back and watching him. He had a great game and played a lot of minutes. Um, could have jacked an attacking stat or two, but I think he got that stripped away in countbacks. But for me, it's just a matter of being able to stick him in. Um, and I cannot, unfortunately, do that in my current side unless I shifted a guy like Braley. But for me, a guy like Braley has more security given all the reasons you said there. So, uh, unfortunately... Objectively, uh, Braley and Walters both outscored Moses on the weekend. Yeah, but Moses, you know, he's... <laughs> Langy's going to get into him in the bounce-back factor, but, you know, he's a he's a gun. He'll be back. And he's playing the Titans too, so, you know, she will be right. But, yeah, for me, nice to see Walters do so well. 25, 26-year-old, late stage of his... Uh, NRL career, but yeah, good on him. Just not for me. First game at Hooker, wasn't it? Yeah, he played. I thought he, he from the eye test, he looked pretty good. Yeah, I thought he did real well, and he he controlled the game from the position. And as I said, he got an attack into that and had it stripped off him. So looked very likely type. He did. Uh, Nofo obviously went massive again, so he's carried on for where he left off last year. Um, any interest there from, from you, Lakey? Is he someone that you'll be looking to bring him in or just a little bit too expensive? Uh, heaps of interest, mate, but no money. Um, he was one of Captain mm-hmm. Risky last week and he did not let me down. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, I wish I could have him. No. No, I'll probably be the same boat unless uh, I make a bit of coin over the, the next week through a trade or two. Should we move on to uh, the Knights here? I don't think they've, they haven't made any changes as well. Um, oh, would you? Sitting on top of the ladder. Yeah. Well, I don't have anything else to say to that. It's true. <laughs> it's the only time I'm going to be able to say it all year, so you're going to hear it a bit. Um, no. so you do realize, you do realize, boys, that the Cowboys are the NRL Nines champions, and if this season gets written off, uh, I believe in the fine print that makes us NRL champions for 2020. 
So talking all this nonsense about being one of the premiers now, but we all know where it's going to end up. So You're speaking about the uh, speak, game, I think. Speaking about <laughs> speaking about the uh, the Cowboys, uh, Ponga he looked really good, didn't he? <laughs> he's no Lachlan Coot. <laughs> he's no Lachlan Coot. No, he's still playing. Um, yeah, he looked great. He started a little slow, but you could excuse that for the conditions. But Jesus, so he got a, a nice little um, chip from Pierce to dot down just next to the post. He was kicking all game. Um, 30 points or, or 30 runs, I think. 28 points in um, plus eight hit-ups and, and five points in just normal hit-ups. Just huge workload from the back there. And, yeah, I don't know what to say. He's clearly the best um, fullback we've got at the moment. What, the Knights? Or? No, the NRL. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see, mate. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> Well, speaking about speaking about your boys, um, how about how did Lockie Fitz go on the weekend? Yeah, he um he played eighty minutes. That was good, really good. Yeah, for about forty points, just yeah, knocking for, him out. Forty two. Listen, say he's that's right on average from last year. So, um, I yeah, I don't know. Hoping for better, I'm not expecting it. He might mm. be my first trade out come Sunday evening, Monday evening, I should say. Mm, maybe, maybe. All right, moving along to the last game of the night, Titans first. It was another game at Gold Coast. Uh, the Titans were horrible in the, the first half, but I thought they showed enough in the second half to suggest they'll be a little bit better. They just couldn't quite get their attack flowing. Um, Tyrone Peachy, uh, I know that I'd spoke to you boys last week on the podcast that I was relatively keen. He's been dropped, so um, glad I didn't do go there. Uh, Brian no, Kelly looked a lot yeah. a lot better in the field when he came on and they've made that that switch. So that says to me that the new coach um, doesn't take any shit and is willing to make switches if, if necessary. So um, potential positive uh, there. Uh, AJ Brimson has been named um, so he's been named in the uh, on on the, the reserve. So potentially he might come into the side but apart from that there's not really too much else happening from the ins and outs. Um, just want to focus in on one player, Jai Arrow. So he was pretty disappointing. Minutes of fifty-three. JT should should uh, owners be get, getting quite uh, nervous here, or the other circumstances that might have led to uh, those reduced minutes? No, I know he was tested for uh, coronavirus during the week, and obviously that might have meant he was a bit unwell leading up to the game. But even watching as a non-owner, he was super busy. Um, so we were all sat back sort of watching this game and he looked like the Jai Arrow of old. Then he was taken off for, you know, a good 20, 30 minutes. Uh, I'm not sure what the go was there, but ended up with 53 or so, I think it was. Um, but in that time, he just looked uh, very handy. So the massive question marks is just what happens with those minutes during the year. If you're an owner, you like to think that uh, he gets better and, Coach realizes that he's just about their one good player and continues to play him for huge minutes over the likes of Bryce fucking Cartwright, who you mentioned the coach is willing to make some big calls. That's yet the name he I is still not... too. Jesus, he crabbed the cross field and ran out on a fifth tackle option. I don't think that's the kind of uh, last play option that Holbrook's looking for. Oh Jeez, God. Just... Yeah. But yeah, honestly, uh, Jai Arrow, if you're an owner, you've got to stick 
the faith. You knew that was the risk coming in that he's not going to get played for minutes, but he just looks ready to uh, build an attacking stat or two. Um, so I, I didn't mind him. The price is going to come down. Um, that's good for us non-owners, but it, if you're an owner, you stick strong. I, I'm not. If, if it's another 50 minutes this week, I'm more than happy to jump ship. That's continuing on from what he was played last year, and that kind of builds enough of a sample for me just to suggest that that's two coaches, 50 to 60 minutes is right where he's at, maybe he just doesn't have the motor, and I'm happy to move him on and let him prove me wrong. Um, after that, what about you, Lakey? Uh, I'm as I said, I'll I'll do the same. I'll watch him next week, but I'm not convinced that 53 is where he's at. He said he came in a little bit crook, um, and I think Fish said in his minutes article that's up on site that he was going to come on a few extra minutes earlier, but the Raiders um, dotted down, so um, he had to sit and wait for the conversions and whatnot. So he probably missed four or five minutes waiting for that. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm expecting the minutes to go up. The points to go up but um if he comes out this week and only has another 50 it's something you have to look at uh anything else there that you want to speak about at all boys i thought callan watkins um was quite impressive so 47 points in 80 minutes 35 coming from basics so he looks like he's going to be a pretty good cow potentially and, and a possible starter for your center wing as well with that base um anybody else that you wanted to talk about jt before we move on to the eels uh, no, I don't think so. Philip Sammy looked pretty good in his time out there. Pretty dangerous, but just who the hell knows what's going to happen with that back line. So nothing to love there from mine. Okay, so let's move on to the Eels. Uh, no changes for them. Lots of talking points, though. Some disappointing scores last week with the Bulldogs proving to be super coach killers again. Mitch Moses, uh, Walker Blake and Blake Ferguson all disappointed and need to improve. Lakey, can it happen? Yeah, it'll happen this weekend. Um Wonga's up for a big bounce back. Moses is up for a big bounce back. Um, Fergo's up for a big bounce. Yeah, there'll be attacking stats coming out of this. You just look at what the Raiders did um, early on against the, the Titans. And sure, they'll be improvers this year, but um, they don't have that same sort of niggle that the Dogs have at the moment. So I'm expecting the Eels to bounce back. Okay. Uh, anybody there that we haven't spoken about with either of those players from the Eels that you want to quickly touch on, JT, before we take a break and move on to the next part of the podcast? No, I don't think so. So Guffer, surprisingly to me, he didn't go to hooker or anything like that. Um, he looked busy, looked for the ball. Um, hopefully he continues to not jag too many attacking stats and the price comes down because he looks like a guy that can get on a roll. Um, he looks uh, fired up this year, so... He's one I'm, I've definitely got the eye on. But yeah, as like you said, there's plenty of bounce back factor about this game. They, they okay. looked good. They looked like they were trying stuff, but just things weren't clicking. Um, like with Gutho, as you mentioned, he was only an inch away from a couple of tries off kicks and whatnot. So once those land, yeah, th- these guys can put on a huge score. and We've seen that before. All right. Well, I think that's covered all of the teams quite comprehensively and a few um, stupid errors from JT. But we'll move right along to um, uh, move right along to the next part. Let's just take a quick break and we'll come back. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Okay, we're back. Uh, so, Bryce, I just want to say that I'm a big fan, mate. And I've got your back and I'm on your side. JT, you need to take a real hard look at yourself, mate. Hey, sorry, it's Bryce here. I just missed that. Like, I miss every tackle in the NRL. <laughs> <laughs> Going down swinging, I've got to appreciate that. Oh, Jesus. All right, so Lakey, um, yeah, the Daily Telegraph boys were uh, all over it today with what's happening with coronavirus, also the uh, the the Warriors and their potential uh, situation where they if they do leave, they might miss two games and what needs to happen there. Um, I believe in their live blog today, they quickly just covered some of the potential options that they're working through. Do you want to just cover that quickly for the people at home just so they're aware? Yeah, that's it, mate. There's been a whole heap of conjecture about what's going on with the Warriors, as we touched on earlier. And um, during the team's blog today, they had a couple of questions thrown at them. And um, Rob Sutherland, I think, was manning the chat. Um just put up a little spiel there about what they're looking at. So nothing concrete yet, as is the um, the decision hasn't been made about what uh, the Warriors are doing, but they are looking at amending um, the trades if something were to happen. So if the season's suspended, um, they can they have the ability to amend fixtures and, and trade numbers and, and whatever else. Um, so they can look at doing that. Um, Adversely, if the Warriors withdraw altogether, um, they're looking into whether they can just add numbers for anybody who has a Warriors player so they can get them back out of the team. So there are steps being taken at the moment. We have it from the guys in the know. Um, They are looking at this seriously and it should um, come out, come to the fore um, as soon as we know a bit more about what New Zealand's doing. But there was... bit of talk today um, that they've decided to stay and there might be a bit of player loaning going on to make sure that they can fill a squad week to week. You guys heard any more about that? Uh, no, I haven't heard anything. It's just what you've you've said to me. But, I mean, before we go to, to JT, I've got to say that, um, you know, when you ask bosses or, or the like, you know, what keeps them up at night, I tell you what, if, uh, if you know, if you're Rob Sutherland's boss and you know that he's manning a live blog, on your website, I reckon that's going to make you pretty nervous. <laughs> it's not a visual blog, mate. You can't see him in his Hawaiian shirts. The guy's a weapon. Anyway, JT. <laughs> Speaking of weapons. Yeah, can't be as professional as we are. Um, but, yeah, I mean, based on all of that, you just got to hold fire, I guess, on the Warriors. It looks like they'll look after us. Um, obviously, we're all in the same boat in this scenario, so you just dropped your beer there, champion. Uh, so yeah, the uh, the twenty dollar <laughs> box of tissues. You mean the box of toilet oh, paper? 
This is where we make our billions, boy. Um, but yeah, for mine, we're all in the same boat. So whatever happen, happens, happens. Agree. Okay, what are we talking about next, JT? Uh, so I thought we'd finish the pod here with just a little, well, we have fun with these three ways, don't we? So I thought we'd do a little uh, three-minute in total little thing about the bounce back factor. So everyone's obviously hovering over that trade out button here. Uh, a lot of big price players not going ideally over the last week or so. So we thought each of us would take who we reckon is primed for a bounce back. You've stolen my player, Langy, but that's fine. I will make do. Um, so each of us gets a minute just to talk about who we reckon is going to bounce back and why anyone trading them out is an idiot. So Lakey, I guess we'll start with you, then Wenon, and then I will close out because I am a finisher. So uh, Lakey, you have a minute. You're what? Yeah, I, I was going to let that one slide. <laughs> I'm a finisher. Jesus. Yeah, bloody hell. Anyway, Lakey, carry on. Your season last year would suggest you're not a finisher though, mate. Um, I had a quick look at the... Man, I, I'm, having a shit, I'm having a shit time, guys. I'm just going to leave the chat. Yes, I do. Um, yeah, no, I knew a lot of players started with Braden Burns and a lot of guys were looking at James Roberts preseason who obviously both had a real rough trot on um, Saturday Arvo. So I had a quick look and I, they're due a bounce back with both of them. Um, you know, Burns only had the 24 and he's got a lot of people wanting to give him the boot, just looking for an excuse. But when you look at it, he had 32 points in base and power, um, stats and and then he got eight points taken off him for penalties and errors but he also went close to scoring a couple of times um and you know just a couple of those errors dropped the ball as he got to the line or got hit as he took it but they were looking for him and he was getting involved um you only look back to last year he was averaging something like 47 in base power um through his nine games so he should have a good bounce back i wouldn't be trading him out this week just wait and watch what he does um, the Jet himself, he had 37, and that includes a sin binning. So he lost eight points and missed 10 minutes. You're looking at roughly 50 if he played out the full game based on his PPM. And um, just last week, your boys, JT, Masters, 77 in that right um, center position and felt 65 just outside of him. They're running at Boyd and Coates' defensive pairing. So if you're on James Roberts, I'm sticking fast. Week he's going to have a huge game, mate. James Roberts has two percent uh, ownership, doesn't he? Why the hell are we talking about him for? Well, he was someone if a lot of people were keen on after the uh, nines or whatever else. No, the um, All Stars game. He had a huge All Stars game. A lot of people were looking at him. Um, I was looking at him, but I guess not as many went with him in the end. Well, you're not. No, he's no, he's no Toby Rudolph, chief. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Playing, mate, well, he, he, right? no, but Toby plays in the center wing as well, doesn't? He? <laughs> yeah, you can play all positions. Don't you worry about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. no, I, I don't really have a thought there. I don't really have a dog in that fight, Lakey. Yeah, well, neither do I. But <laughs> I just, I've seen a lot of people on site were trying to flick, uh, particularly Burns. So I thought I'd have a look at it. And, yeah, I'd hold it. All right, well, let's focus in on Burns then, because he's probably the more relevant player. Uh, JT, what what are your thoughts? Because I really liked Burns in the preseason. Um, yeah. Yeah, I did it. I did as well. Like Burns is such an attacking weapon, and they love going down that side. Um, hard to read into that game, I guess, a little bit. Um, round one, a little sloppy, especially Damien Cook. Um, yeah, hitting the forty-five. It was obviously wasn't his best game, but 
Um, the reason that everyone's sort of looking at Burns is that he's that centre wing that uh, people have sort of broken the bank for. So we're expecting him to go large. Um, but as we said, it's one game. Uh, it comes up against, as Lakey pointed out, a defensively weak side on the edges there. So for mine, you're holding fire if you got Braden Burns in. Um, he's one I went Jesse Ramian over. So obviously that didn't go ideally either. So um, yeah, based on the season ahead, I reckon you're still got to be happy about Burns. Yeah, I'll hold him definitely for uh, one more week. Comes up against the Broncos, who you rightfully pointed out. I think that they, um, they're not the best on the edge. Um, so I think that, yeah, he should go pretty well um, this week. Was an amazing base center wing last year. Uh, I think he was scored, what, over about 60 to 65 in the games that he was fit. So you picked him, you did all your research, you just got to stick with him. And, and I reckon you even stick with him for more than just this week. You've got to ride him out for about four to five weeks, I think. Yeah, I'd say that people who are looking to flick him will be more than happy to hold him following this weekend's game. Okay. Excellent. All right, whose turn is it? Is it you, JT? No, he's a finisher. No, you'll go. He's a finisher. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Uh, sloppy seconds. Okay. Um, so Mitchell Moses uh, performed pretty pretty shitty, didn't he? Um Although, I think uh, you raised a good point, Lakey. I think it was you. Uh, if it wasn't, take the credit anyway. But you said that uh, the Bulldogs really had the number on uh, on the halves over the back end of last year. And it kind of did come to the fore where, uh, you know, Moses just really couldn't get going. Um, got a couple of goals and that was basically the highlight of, of his game. But comes up against the Titans this week where he scored uh, 99 points. Uh, against them in round 22 last year. George Williams, who um, comes from the Super League, which the players haven't performed that well. He scored 88 points against them last week. So there's typically plenty of points against uh, the Titans. So I'm, I'm comfortable that uh, that Moses is going to bounce back in a big way this weekend. And I'm that confident that if he doesn't score over 100, I'll do the podcast naked next week. Yeah, so we're going to get Benny back in because I can't do the podcast next week, boys. <laughs> thankfully we are only we are audio only here well I, I mean just to add to that as well if you have a look at his games last year so um 28 in round three and then 112 in round four 37 in round five 133 in round six 36 in round 11 110 in round 12 so he bounces back from those shitty games so um you've just got to back him in and uh and yeah, it's going to be an interesting decision if he doesn't perform well because there's the Clearies and there's a few other players that are really knocking on the door, uh, including uh, Sean Johnson as well. So it's going to be interesting to see what people do. Yeah, Moses was one that, as you said, JT was looking at him for this spot and I was looking at him for this spot because he's pretty much as safe as houses coming up against this Titans side. Um, the other question I had last week is how he went with Dylan Brown in the team. Um, so week one really put a dampener on that. But you look back at his Titans game um, at the back end of last year, Brown was there and Moses put 99 points on, on the Gold Coast. So um, I'm not too worried about him this week. Um, I'm not an owner, so I guess I am worried about him. So, um, But if you're an owner, uh, JT, you are, I'd be looking seriously at putting a C on him even. He's no Michael Morgan, though, at the end of the day. we got to accept that. <laughs> after I uh, VC Morgo in Thursday night. Did you just love the no... joke? 
I have no room for him there. But no, definitely that it's always that last game of the round though. So that's the one you never really want to wait on for your captaincy. But against the Titans, um, yeah, look, weather looks okay up here as well. So they'll be wanting to bounce back from that scrappy sort of game. So I like him. But I know Lakey was calling him out as a bit of a showboater in front of the crowd. Um, anything else? I just got a bit of... Uh... I had a thought during the week that there's been a couple of guys come out and said they don't want to play if there's no crowds involved. And that made me think that who are the guys in the NRL who aren't going to be putting in 100% because there's no people there to play for? Moses, Blake Ferguson. Blake Ferguson was one that came to mind. Moses was front and centre in my thoughts for that one. So, yeah. what, what, about, what about Cardi Party? Is he a is he a crowd pleaser or is he uh, happy pro- to do a bit of a silent with, disco at home? The problem with Cardi Party is I'm not sure he turns up to play when there are crowds there. <laughs> it's his element. Fuck! I really hmm. hope he's not listening to this. Hey, I'm not sure he's an adamant subscriber to the. I do love him though. Yeah. He's brought a lot of joy to our lives over the past uh, half decade, both from a super coach and, and uh, humour perspective. Yeah, we got to have some love for him. Good value. Yeah, love him. Love you, Carby. All right. Sorry, Lakey. You're all right, mate. That's what I was trying to say. It's all good. Yeah, I don't have anything else. JT? Okay, moving on. I'm going to close this out, finish strong, as I said. <laughs> <laughs> I stay to the end, unlike Benny G. Uh, so my bounce back factor of the week is Teddy. Like, I'm not going to waste too much time. Like we all know what this guy can do. He's priced 780 K for a reason. Average average is about 78. I believe it is against, uh, manly 71. I should say high score of 157 central coast Gosford this week. Weather looks pretty good. Manly were very scrappy last weekend. They did drag the storm down a little bit. Teddy on the other hand, looked like he was, a moment or two away from breaking free, almost broke the line, uh, looked dangerous. They'll be wanting to bounce back to the Roosters, they're the dual premiers for a reason. Uh, I've got to stick strong with my boy Teddy here. So Teddy, for me, tonning up, not going to stake better, not going to naked better, just uh, really hoping there. So if Morgo somehow gets robbed of some triasis like he did last week, I'll be going for Teddy captaincy this week. I still can't believe that you've got Morgan in your side. Well, excuse me, everyone's crowing about Milford, uh, Wilf especially, and he got, what, 54 or something? Morgo should have had two tri-assists and got 46. So, you know, let's just see where that one ends up. And uh, I didn't actually bring this up, but stake bet update. We did have this in the little uh, side run sheet that we got going. So, Lakey, you're due a stake at this stage because the Knights have won a game and the Cowboys haven't. Well done. Aren't you flying high? Uh, Benny G, regular contributor to the podcast uh he had joseph manu averaging over 55 and a half uh he hit about a 45 so i'm doing all right there and then when and what was your on my stake bet uh some fella from the bulldogs beat some fella from the cowboys uh connor tracy v toby rudolph uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> brandon wakem versus morgan i think morgo got about a 20 point head start so i'm a stake to the good here well it's so, all it's all yeah. on average here mate so it'll be fine wakem will come out this week and just nail a, a ton and it'll be all good head to head oh wouldn't that be interesting mm. it is yeah 
Interesting times. But... Just before we um, jump off, Teddy, I just had a look back at the last two years. Um, started last year with a 23, then went on to score a 52 in round two and a 133 in round three. Um, 2018 started his Roosters tenure with a 35 and then bounced back in round two with a 113. So tends to have that real quiet round one game and looks to explode after that. So captain option for you this week then, JT. Yep, I'll be looking to explode after he goes large as well. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's about time we wrap this podcast up. Uh, Before we go, our shout out, we did say we would do this. Uh, There's a regular contributor to the NRL Supercoach Talk site, uh, AEW, I believe his username is. Uh, He showered us in praise over the last week or so, Langy. About our our combination, uh, how you're the yin to my yang, and all that sort of stuff. Yep, that's it. Uh, He's always uh, good for a compliment or two. Uh, He really knows who the two strongest contributors are to this podcast. So I'd just like to thank. Yeah, I'd just like to thank AEW for his continued listenership and uh, good taste, really. Yeah, much appreciated. Anything you want to? Well, there's only two people on this podcast, isn't it? Lakey. Now, shout out to all the regular listeners shout out to everyone there on the side as well putting up good stuff so uh, may it long continue this season fingers crossed yep okay so before we wrap up just quickly lakey you got the captains up tomorrow uh we've got buy thursday, sell hold but thursday okay yeah i'm shifting around that's all right uh buy sell hold is up tomorrow uh carlos is back after a big break uh stylesy would be there with the late mail we'll have the banner back up on friday who i might add killed it this weekend with Teddy. Um, and then hopefully we get a full round of football uh, in the mixed. And then also hopefully everyone's staying very safe out there at the moment and listening to, to all the medical advice and doing all those good things. So um, I don't really have anything further I want to say or add. What about uh, you boys? Anything at all? No, not really. I say I'm the same. I just kind of hope, I mean, it's, getting to dire straits at the moment with everything that's happening. But the one thing that's going to keep us sane is football. So we kind of hope it holds on. I agree. I know I finished last week with a trivia question, boys, and I've just been given the hurry up by the uh, Brazilian invader there because she wants to go to bed. Uh, Trivia question. What would put someone more to sleep or quicker to sleep? Broncos season highlights for the last 14 years post premiership win or an AFL game ever? I think the AFL average is about 80k to a game. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the Broncos. <laughs> Either way, she's going straight to bed. Good night, boys. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. See you later. Catches.